Welcome to Flamehouse Chapel International, a thriving multiracial church headquartered in Accra, Ghana and led by Dr. Justice Avevo. Dr. Justice Avevo holds a PhD in physics. He's a seasoned and itinerant firebrand preacher of the gospel, an astute intellectual whose ministry brings revival, healing and liberation to God's people. He presents in-depth spirit-filled sermons on the Holy Spirit, faith, prayer, spiritual warfare, healing, and many more. Get ready, open up your heart, because the Spirit of God is about to give you an encounter of a lifetime. Our Father, we hallow your name tonight. We declare the Lord, thy kingdom come, that will be done among us as it is written in the heavens. We ask the Lord tonight will open the heavens upon us. That we will come under angelic ministration. We ask of God that you will echo your voice from heaven. We ask of God that your hand will descend upon us. That you will do that only you alone can do. In the name of Jesus, we speak of God over this territory, over this atmosphere, that no foul spirit, no foul power, no foul presence has the capacity and the ability to operate among us. We release angels by our prayers. We release your presence by our prayers. We declare God, arise and take your place. 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 Have total preeminence. Touch my tongue with the coal of fire. Let me not speak the counsels of men. Let me not speak the wisdom of men. But let me speak, O oh God, from the fountains of the deep. Let me speak that which is on the mind of God, like Isaiah said. That give me the tongue of the learned, that I will speak a word. In season to him that is weary. Let nobody live here the same. Let us live here with hope, with faith, with grace. Resolve every unresolved issue. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Let the blind see. Let the deaf hear. Let the limb walk. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. All oh, ancient of days. As old as you are. Do beyond our expectations. But take the glory for yourself. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus and take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. Happy anniversary. Look at somebody and tell the person happy anniversary. Let's come to the book of Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 to 15. We give God praise that something that started with a number of us on the path is generating into a nation. You didn't say amen. Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 to 15. Alright, let's go. Pastor Jeff. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Somebody say flame of fire. And he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw not, draw not nigh heater. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereunto, where thou standest is holy. Moreover he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, 
and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taxmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of, of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Verse 15. And God said, Moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt thou, shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the reading of God's word. Our theme for this year is dominion. Somebody say dominion. I heard calling two people. Someone said dominion. And this is what we're going to be running with throughout the year. And uh, all the men of God who have spoken at this conference have taken their time to do justice to this thing called dominion. And tonight, I want to talk about keys to dominion. Someone say keys to dominion. Uh, I, I want to hear everybody say keys to dominion. In Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3 was an encounter between God and Moses. Uh, it was a place where God defined Moses' work, where Moses had an encounter with God, where he saw the bush that was burning, but the leaves were not when he had a conversation with God. Moses was a man that was hand-lifted. He ran away from Egypt and was dwelling in a strange land. And then suddenly, God himself decided that he was going to bring into manifestation the purpose and the reason for which he created Moses. And the Bible says that in the book of Exodus chapter 3, we understood the encounter that took place between God and Moses. Now, uh, I wanted you to read the entire story so that we can appreciate what I'm going to be preaching about tonight. And then in the last verse, the verse 15, God concluded the conversation by telling him that, listen to me, I am the God of your fathers and the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. In other words, I have an experience of the past with your progenitors. There is something you can always look up to and then make reference to be able to know who I am, what I have done or what I've done before and what I can do in case you are doubting me. So he said to him that I am the God of your father, Abraham. Who was Abraham? Abraham was the man that God took from the land of Mesopotamia and brought into another strange land. He was the first man that God had an encounter with and made covenant with. Uh, of which we are beneficiaries today from Abraham that he understood that the covenant of increase and multiplicity and Moses was a student he was trained in Egyptian mathematics Egyptian philosophy, Egyptian law and so he has some little bit of history about himself and about the people even though he dwelt in the house of Pharaoh 
he has some knowledge about his people because one of the reasons why or what actually took him to the land of media where he had an encounter with god was the fact that he killed someone who was fighting with a hebrew person so moses uh, was very much acquainted with the history of his people and so god went further and said if you don't believe me then i want you to understand that i am the god of isaac also uh, what I laid upon Abraham, it came upon Isaac, who is Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham, that Abraham bore, that God transferred that same level of grace and blessings and prosperity over his life. Isaac was the man we saw in Genesis 26. The Bible said there was a famine in the land that happened in the days of Abraham. But this time around, the famine was higher than what Abraham experienced. But the Bible said that Isaac was the man that made history in those days. He was the man that everybody was digging for well, but when he does, when he digs well, he finds water. Everybody digs, but they don't get water. But when Isaac digs, he finds water. He was a man that carries a mandate that distinguished him between his peers in those days. Uh, it was like the days we are in of the pandemic, the people are going down. But Isaac was the man that experienced God's grace and God's glory in such a way that the Bible described in Genesis 26 verse 13 that the Bible said, and the man began to prosper and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous as a matter of fact ladies and gentlemen Isaac was so great that the king got scared of him and said to him that you are too great and mighty for us leave us I pray that may your enemies send you away and may they give up upon you because of what God is about to do over your life if I were you I'll put my hands together and give Jesus some praise and so God said, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. And then he said, the God of Jacob. Who was Jacob? Jacob was the schemer that had an encounter with a celestial being. Uh, can you fight an angel? We have never seen anywhere before that a man wrestled with an angel. But Jacob was the man that wrestled with an angel. He fought with an angel. Uh, he was in a combat with an angel till they broke his limbs. Uh, the Bible says that the angel asked him, what is your name? And from there we learn, scripture tells us that Jacob's name was changed from Jacob to Israel, from which we have the tribe of Israel. He was the man through God bore out an entire nation uh, that ruled the world and became history that we learn today. And so God wanted to set a precedence for Moses before carrying him up there. So he said, listen to me. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. In other words, I need to give you something to stand on, ladies and gentlemen. God understands that we are human beings and sometimes he has to let us down on certain things. Why do we use anointing oil? Why do we use communion? Why do we use handkerchiefs? Why do we use salt? Why do we do prophetic direction? God can do without any of these things but we just need something as a point of contact to be able to reach out to God uh, because of the level at which we are, at where we are. And that is why when you see Jesus himself, when he came he never used any of these things because he faith was higher than that of man. It was God that transformed himself into man. Child of God, God understands that we are human beings and sometimes we need some things to relate on. So there is nothing wrong when I pray and I say, Lord, if you are the one that show me a sign, if you are the one that do A, let me see. There is nothing wrong with that. God understands that principle for we do not have a high priest who cannot feel our, our, our weaknesses for himself was tempted several times. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand tonight that the God we serve is a father. Who is a father? The father is a source of life. Who is a father? The father is a source of love. Who is a father? The father is a source of provision. And I'm praying today in the name of the Lord Jesus that may your concept about God change. Uh, may you begin to have a new definition of the God we serve. Uh, some few days ago, I was asking, does God delight what we are suffering? Is God excited what we are suffering? No. That is not a God that is being presented to us in the scriptures. Ladies and gentlemen, this same God that we are talking about, the Bible says that after he has spoken all these things to Moses, Moses left the presence of God and he was so excited for the assignment. I remember those days I had a calling upon my life that we could pray, the rain will stop. Uh, straight days, we could say this, even pray 
came upon packages and they will stop. Hey, we were doing many crazy things. Uh, and so we have the confirmation that God has called us. But there are certain things we did not know when we're going deeper into the calling. One of the things you should understand about God, that God has not give details. He's going to give you the peripherals and give you some little information here and there. But the entire package, he's not going to give it to you. He will allow you to go to the process. He will allow you to go to the river. He will allow you to go to the fire. And he's going to be there with you, going through with you in the process. And that is why year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, we are here. We went through high waters. We went to deep sea. We went to challenges but we are here. I pray for someone tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus that God's hand is upon you and therefore you will not go down. God's hand is upon you and therefore your life will not go down. Can I hear your shout and a clap offering unto Jesus? God demonstrated when you look at chapter 4 of, Gen of Exodus, the Bible says that when the Lord spoke to Moses, he wanted to demonstrate. He said, the rod in your hand, put it on the floor. And the Bible said, he left it on the floor. When he left the rod on the floor, he said, hold it, turn it to a snake. And Moses was scared. God wanted to show him some signs. He said, hold the tail. Uh, he hold the tip of it and, and it turned back into a rod. The Lord said, put your hand in your bosom. He placed his hand in his bosom and he became leprous and God restored him. God showed him some little signs in secret place for him to confirm that indeed God has called him. The Bible said Moses left the presence of the Lord. He went and met the elders and he was excited that God has called him. That he's here to bring out the people of God out of captivity into the promised land. The land that is flowing with men and honey. Hallelujah. But something tremendous happened in Exodus chapter 5 when Moses had an encounter with God. The first encounter Moses had with Pharaoh after having an encounter with God with the same rod in his hand. He went before Pharaoh and he said my, God spoke to me and said let my people go. It was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. Somebody say a fiasco. It was a fiasco. Pharaoh said how dare you? Who is that God? I think these people are idle. That is why you have come here to tell me that I should let my people go. The Bible said Pharaoh was so furious. They increased their labor. They said now you have to provide the straw for yourself and build for yourself. Uh, how can God speak to me? Demonstrate signs for me to see. And then when it is time for him to manifest his glory, I'm facing all kinds of opposition. I'm facing all kinds of distraction. Moses was confused. The Bible said the leaders of the sons of Israel went and met Moses. It said, why have you done this to us? Why have you come to aggravate our problems, our plight? The scripture says very categorical that Moses also went back to God and he said, why have you done this to me? Have you not shown me a sign? Have you not shown me wonders? How come I went before Pharaoh and he never allowed me to do what I was supposed to do? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the key I want to share with you tonight before you go. I'd like you to understand that God can speak to you, but when Whenever God speaks, an opposition will always rise up against the mandate of God, against the promise of God. The devil will not give you a free day to be able to achieve what God has purpose in your life. God said you marry, it's not going to come on a silver platter. God said you go for, it's not going to come on a silver platter. God said I will lift you, it's not going to come on a silver platter. God said you shall become a nation, it's not going to come on a silver platter. You have to fight. You have to put up a fight. You have to stand like a soldier. You have to stand like a man that has heard the voice of God, you are confused like Moses. The Bible said Abraham staggered out of the promise of God to unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that is why I'm praying for someone here tonight under this fifth anniversary conference that some grace is going to come upon your life. That what God has spoken, God cannot lie. The Bible said, Let all men be liars and let God alone be the true person among us. What God has said will come to pass, what God has written will will come to pass. What God has decreed will come to pass. What God has purpose will come to pass. What God has written in the books concerning your life will come to pass. If I hear your scream and your shout, I see the hand of the Lord resting upon you. Moses was confused. What happened? His first encounter. 
a man that was lifted just from the palace, spent some days, about 40 years in the wilderness, and then had an encounter with God. First time, held the rod in his hand, saw miracles, signs and wonders, get to the place of manifestation, and here he was met by an opposition. He was full of frustration. He got frustrated. He got depressed. Somebody sitting here tonight, God has spoken to you to do something. God has laid a business on your heart. God has placed a dream on your heart. God has placed something on you to do. And all of a sudden, when you make the first attempt, it didn't work, so you back off. I want to share something with you tonight that will help you. The key number one you need to have, everybody sitting here throughout 2021, if you are going to experience dominion, you need to have the dominion mentality. Psalm 23 verse 7. You need to have the dominion mentality. There is a mentality you need to have. Uh, those who work in dominion have some mentality. That mindset must be in you. If that mindset is not in you, there is nothing you can achieve. You need to have the mentality of a man who wants to dominate, who wants to rule. I like talking about lions. I've always spoke to you about lions. Lions don't see elephant and retreat as much as they are big. Lions don't see hippo and retreat as as much as they are big. Lions don't see giraffe and retreat as much as they are big. No matter how big they are, the lion has a certain mindset. He believes in itself that is the king of the jungle. He walks towards every animal. He walks majestically. That is the mindset you need to have as a child of God. God has promised you, hey, you need to walk with that mindset. There is a mindset you need to have. The Bible said, let this mind be you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When Jesus came upon yet he had a certain mindset if he was not having that mindset he couldn't have walked on water if he was not having that mindset he couldn't have called Lazarus out if he was not having that mindset he couldn't have cast out devils there is a mindset you need to have it is the mindset of champions there is a mindset you need to have it is the mindset of rulers there is a mindset you need to have it is a mindset of warriors there is a mindset you need to have it is a mindset of men that God has place up there. Know ye not that ye are gods, that ye die like mere men. You are an eternal excellency. The joy of many generations. I pray for someone today in the name of the Lord Jesus throughout the year. May the spirit of God come upon you. May he revolutionize your mindset to the dominion mentality. In the name of Jesus, come and put your hands together and celebrate Jesus here. Psalm 23 verse 7. Tell somebody have the dominion mentality. Ah, uh, you need to have the dominion mentality. Those who rule have a certain mindset. You need to have the dominion mentality. You see, when the white people came here, uh, they colonized us. They felt superior to us. Uh, it was not the truth, but that was how they felt. Uh, am I speaking to somebody? You see, the truth of the matter is that nobody can look down upon you and despise you unless you give them the power to do so. Uh, nobody can bring you down unless you give them the permission to do so. Genesis chapter 11, the Bible said even God came and he said, behold the people have become one. That way they have planned to do. No man can stop them. God even realized that men have purpose their mind on one thing and nobody can stop them. No witch can stop you unless you give them the power to stop you. Am I speaking here tonight? No devil can stop you unless you give them the power to stop you. 2021 you are unstoppable. No devil will stop you. No altar will stop you. No witch will stop you. Who am I speaking to tonight? No evil will stop you. You will rise in your career. You will rise in your business. You will rise in your ministry. You will rise in your destiny. Who am I speaking to tonight? No grandmother will stop you. No grandfather will stop you. Come on, scream. No devil can stop the church. No devil can stop the church. From the time of John the Baptist up to now, the Bible said the kingdom of God suffered violence. Uh, but violent men are taking it by force. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We have had men like Nero. We have had great men who have passed through the time. We have had men like Adolf Hitler who have passed through the seasons and the time to stop the church. But it kept growing from grace to grace. It kept spreading 
growing from power to power. It kept growing from glory to glory. They tried stopping the church in China. They tried stopping the church in India. But the more they try, the more they grow. Exodus chapter 2, the Bible says, the more they oppress the children of Israel, the more they increase. I prophesy over someone here today, stop weeping, stop crying, stop looking down upon yourself because God has not given any man the permission to press you down. You are rising from the dungeon. You are rising from the dungeon. You are rising from the pit. You are rising from the dungeon. Come on, scream! You are rising. You are rising. You are rising. You are rising. Put on the screen Psalm 23, verse 7. Hey, you are rising. You are rising. You are rising. No man can stop you unless you give them the power to do so. Proverbs 23, 7. Put that there for me. Let me see something. Uh, put your two hands on your head. Say, I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable. You see, when the white guys came in here, they felt so superior to us because of the color of their skin. They felt so superior to us. They felt better to us. So they came in, invaded our land, and they colonized us. They dominated us to the point where they taught us their language. That is what I'm speaking tonight. Uh, they, they taught us their culture, their way of dressing. It, it is so deadly and so dangerous. They colonized us to the point where even the culture, they taught us the way of dressing, which was meant to be according to the seasons of the weather. It affected us so much that even when the sun is hot, you see a black man in suit. The purpose of the suit and the tie they put on was for the cold weather. And when it switches, they have other dresses they put on. But because they colonized us, it became so bad that even on our land, when the sun is burning and hot, you see a man in a suit. You can see a pastor in a suit. The room is hot, but he's in a suit. With a tie, mop like all kinds of things around him. It's because of colonization. Our mind has been colonized. Why were they able to achieve that? They have the mindset of an oppressor. They have the mindset of a, a domineering mindset. That was the mindset they came with to oppress us. The Bible said, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. You can never defeat a man whose mind is made up. One of the reasons why it's so difficult to bring down terrorists is that their mind is made up. They are willing to die. There is nothing that can change their mind. Uh, William Shakespeare, he said, cowards die many times before they are deaf. They die many times before they are deaf. And these guys are willing to die. And so the more they bomb them, another rises up. They have been indoctrinated. Child of God, when you come to church, when you come to church so that we brainwash you, he said your pastor is brainwashing. Yes, it is true. When we came to church, we came upside down. The Bible said, for he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the glorious light of the son Jesus. So when you came to church, you came to church walking with your head upside down. But the word of God shapes you. It turns you and puts you back on the original position. If they say we are brainwashing you, it is not wrong. We are brainwashing for the right reason. I was a sin. I'm being brainwashed not to sin. I was a smoke. I'm being brainwashed not to smoke. I was a woman. I'm being brainwashed not to do that. It is right. We are brainwashing for the right reason. When you come to church, there is a mindset you need to have. Well, one of the mindsets you need to have is the mindset of dominion. Dominion mindset. If it is not in you, you can never achieve anything in life. How do I have this mentality? Take me to Ephesians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Look for amplified version on your, on, your, on your Bible and read that for me. Lift up your two hands and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, grant me this mindset of dominion. Grant me this mindset. The dominion mentality. You need to have that mentality. That mentality must be in you. A man whose mind is defeated is already defeated. Your, your, your body only carries you to where your mind has taken you to. 
before you came to church this evening, you were already in church. Philippians 4. Eight. Hold on a minute. Before you came to church this evening, you were already in church. You have already made up your mind what you were going to wear, what you were going to put on, the shoe, the dress, everything. Your mind was already made up. So you came here. Your mind came here before you came here. Your body cannot go to where your mind cannot take you to. That is why when God is speaking to you, God expects you to see far when God came to Abraham. Abraham wakes up in the morning. He got frustrated because he received a promise from the father. But when he gets up in the morning, he sees only the barren Sarah everyday line. God came to Abraham. He said, lift up your eyes. What do you see? He said, I see the stars. God said, so shall your descendant be. God was trying to provide a mental picture of what he wants to do for Abraham. You need to see far to be able to get far. You need to see far to be able to go far. See beyond these walls of the flame house chapel. See beyond the walls of the room you sleep in. See beyond the walls of where you do business. See beyond the walls of where you sit to transact your business. Sit beyond the walls of your house, of your father's house. Because what God wants to do is bigger and better unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can think of or ever imagine where your imagination ends. That is where God begins from. I prophesy over someone tonight. After this conference, see your life far. See your life bigger. You are better than this. You are bigger than this. You are mightier than this. You are stronger than this. You are greater than this. Come on, scream. The dominion mentality. How do I have it? I show you one answer from Philippians chapter 4. Read it for me. Philippians chapter 4. Why don't you listen to the Amplified Version? For verse 8. Yeah. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true. Whatever is true. Whatever is worthy of reverence. Anything that is true. Did God say that he will bless you? Did God say he will bless you? If it is true, then keep your mind on it. Did God say he will lift you? If it is true, then keep your mind on it. Whatever God has spoken to you that is true, keep your mind on it. Don't keep your mind on the storm. The storms will come around. Uh, the fire will come around. But keep your focus on what God has spoken. The word of God is true. God is true. God's word is true because God has spoken it. I am not here to authenticate the word of God. I am not here to verify the word of God. I am not here to research and see if the word of God is true. The word of God is true because the one who spoke it is true. Am I speaking to somebody here? We are not here to authenticate God's word. God's word is true because God has spoken it. And if God has spoken it, there shall be a manifestation. And the writer Paul said, finally brother, what's so Ever is true. You will marry, it is true. You will travel, it is true. You will go far, it is true. You will do well, it is true. You will break through, it is true. You will be lifted, it is true. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate Jesus here. Read that for me quickly. Read that for me. Whatever is worthy of reference. Whatsoever is worthy of reverence. And honorable and seemly. Anything that is honorable and seemly. Whatever and seemly. is just. Anything that is just. Whatever is pure. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely and lovable. Whatever is lovely and lovable. Whatever is kind and winsome. Whatever is kind and winsome. And gracious. And gracious. If there is any virtue if and there excellence. there is any virtue and excellence. If there is anything worthy of praise. Is, if there is anything worthy of praise. Think on Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Press yourself into these things. Fix your mind on this. Fix them. your mind on these things. Fix your mind on these things. Keep your mind on these things. When you keep your mind on this thing, you revolutionize your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've been hearing this scripture all the time. How do I renew my mind? How can I transform my mind? How do I renew my mind? My thinking pattern. How do I change it? I see myself like a caterpillar. See myself like a grasshopper. Like the spies that were sent onto the land. They came back and they said, we saw ourselves 
ourselves as grasshoppers ourselves when we looked at ourselves i saw myself like a grasshopper Have you ever dealt with people before that you, you, you felt so intimidated? The English they speak is so impeccable. The perfume on their body is so sweet. What they're driving, what they are wearing. Uh, you felt so intimidated and you look at yourself and you say, what went wrong? Uh, did God also created me? Listen to me, child of God. You, it happened to you that way because of a certain kind of mindset. The average Jewish boy, when he's born, he's indoctrinated with the word of God. They put a placard on his own, on his chest. And one of the key things they will teach a Jewish boy is that here, all Israel, the Lord thy God is only one. He never changes. So they don't fear, they don't fear, they don't get intimidated by the things they see. You see, the three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, apart from the fact that they were exercising faith, it was not just a matter of faith. It was an issue about indoctrination. That was how they were raised up. That was how they were trained. And so when the king was talking, he said, King, you speak too much. Uh, if God does not even come to deliver, bowing down to another God is something we don't do here. Uh, am I speaking to somebody? It's something that it's a no-no. It, 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 it's a no-no. Whether God shows up or he does not show up is a no-no. Uh, and that is why I need you to stand by what God has spoken. Uh, whether God does it or he does not do it, we will not bow to the pressure. I, I'm not speaking to somebody here. Uh, whether God comes through for me or he does not come through for me, I'm going to stand where I need to stand. I'm going to pursue what I need to pursue. I'm not speaking to somebody here. Are you sure God called you? Yes. Are you sure God anointed you? Yes. Are you sure God spoke to you to do this? Yes. That is the mindset of a man that wants to rule. That is the mindset of a man that wants to conquer. I pray for you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus that through 2021, something will happen to you that will register the history of dominion in your house, in your career, in your ministry, your destiny, in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, put your hands together for Jesus. Someone said dominion mentality. Number two, you have to work with the law of importunity. Importunity means persistence. You have to learn how to be persistent. First Kings 18, 30 to 46. There is a popular story for the sake of time. You can write it when you get home. You read that story. First Kings 18. From 30 to 46. Elijah prophesied. And he began to pray that there was going to be rain. The Bible said he started praying. And several times he will send the servant, go and see. The servant will come back and say, Master, I see nothing. He will bow, he will put his head in between his knees and pray and tell him, go again. The gentleman will come back and say, Sir, I see nothing. Praise Kings. Don't worry. I see nothing. Today, the average Christian today would have given up. But Elijah prayed again, three. He went again, four. He prayed again, five. He prayed again, six. He prayed again the seventh time. And the guy said, I saw, I see a cloud. But it looks like the feast of a man. Do you know, have you seen my feast? It's so small. Uh, you can see because of proximity. But this, this feast is carrying it into the sky. It's going to be very, you can't even see. It's going to be very tiny. And that was what the man saw when he saw that. The only reason why Elijah kept on praying was because he had absolute belief. And what is the seventh time if the servant had come back and told the master that I've seen nothing, Elijah would have kept on praying again. You have to go back again and again. 
Do you know the number of times Moses had to go back to Aaron? He has to keep on going back again. Moses had to keep on going back to Pharaoh. He went again and again and again, confronting him. He will go sometimes, and when he performs a miracle, Pharaoh will call his astrologers. You put a rod and it will turn into a snake. They also change the same rod into a snake. Everything they did, they had a counterfeit of what God placed upon Moses. But Moses had to be persistent. 2021, 20, you have to learn how to be persistent. You failed an exam, go back and write again. You failed something, go back and write again. I remember many years back, I was doing clinical attachment with one doctor at the radiology at Kolibu. And then he said something to me. He said, I became a medical doctor today because I wrote not that seven times. I said, hey, you wrote it seven times. Uh, people wrote once, twice. After that, they said, no, school is not for me. I'm going to learn medicine. I'm going to learn carpentry. I'm going to learn hairdressing. Well, all those things are good. But we have some people in the wrong profession because they place aside the law of importunity. You could have become better. You could have gone higher because but you gave up too quickly you gave up so easily who told you church grows easily satan will fight it because the devil's greatest threat is the church don't you see that in the midst of this covid every law that was being passed out was against the church to keep people at home we are people in this church who never return to church since last year june till now one person called me and said pastor i've not been in church for eight months and it feels normal to me uh, i say you are in a danger zone. Uh, be careful because when the trumpet sound, uh, you will not be able to be part of these people. Am I speaking to somebody here? You need to learn how to be persistent in your pursuit with God because the devil will throw that at you. He will throw fairy that at you. He will throw all kinds of fires at you. He will throw the arrow of discouragement at you. you but you must learn how to keep on pressing. You open the shop, nobody buys. Go and open again. You are selling the product nobody buys go and sell again i'm not speaking to somebody here life is not fair life will not give you what you deserve but life will only give you what you persist for i pray for you tonight in the name of jesus that may grace for opportunity come upon your life may you be persistent in your pursuit with god in the mighty name of jesus come on clap your hands and celebrate jesus here Persistence is a cause of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Persistence is the cause of action. Taking the cause of action in spite of opposition. One of my favorite characters in the scriptures is Nehemiah. When he rose up to build the temple of God, man of God, they did everything against this gentleman. They even hired prophets to prophesy against him. They hired prophets. They paid prophets. Prophesy against this man. When he hears some of the prophecies, he said, no, this is not coming from the Lord. He stood his ground because he knew that he has to build something for the Lord. Are you trying to build something for God? Are you trying to build something for your family? Are you trying to build a business that will last a lifetime? Are you trying to create an empire that will break the backbone of poverty from your father's house and your mother's house? Are you trying to build a career that will last even to the time of your children? I want you to understand that oppositions will rise up against you, but you must learn to take action in spite of your position. What is persistence? It is perseverance in spite of fatigue or frustration. The dream you feel frustrated. You feel the fatigue. Uh, sometimes you'll be tired. Many times I don't feel like preaching. Many times I will I don't preach. Someone else preach. But I have to still stand here anyway and persist in spite of the fatigue. It could be a financial fatigue. It could be a bodily fatigue. It could be emotional fatigue. It could be any kind of fatigue. But you must learn how to persevere in spite of the fatigue. What is persistence? It is the ability to stick to something. Stick. Somebody say stick. I can't hear you say stick. Open your mouth, shout stick. Stick. Learn to stick. Stick to the vision. God gave you a vision. Stick to the vision. God gave you something. Stick to the vision. It will always take you a long while to reach your destination. It, as a matter of fact, it will take you your entire life to see the full picture of what God wants you to see. Never be in a hurry to appear, else you will disappear. 
never be in a hurry. If you're in a hurry to appear, you will disappear. Let your stick stick to the vision. Stick to the church. Stick to the mission. Stick to what God has spoken to you. Stick to the promise. Jesus never deviated. He stuck to it. He was there. 30 years he built himself. Stick. Look at somebody and tell the person stick. Stick to the vision. The author of James, James chapter 5 verse 17. He was the one that made reference to 1 Kings 18. And he said, Elijah was a man with like passions like us. But he prayed earnestly. He stuck, he was stick to the prayer. He prayed earnestly. He never changed his mind. And history tells us that James had a nickname. They call him the man with the camel knees. Because of his long hours of prayer, kneeling down. And his knees became like that of a camel. What are you doing persistently? What do you do persistently? Stay at it. Be persistent. That is how you can dominate. I checked the history of a man called Hussein Bo, the fastest man. Who could use seconds to cross 100 meters. For some of us here, if, we, if they put you on the 100 meter track, it will take you 30 minutes to finish that 100 meters. But this gentleman will use seconds. And I was trying to find out what was his secret. This gentleman will spend one hour, 30 minutes concentration in the gym. Just building. No distraction. No distraction. Learn to concentrate on the assignment. When you are praying, turn your phone off. Or better say you can silence it. We are praying, we pick a call. We are praying, we respond to a message. We are hearing the call. All kinds of crazy and funny things. You are losing focus. You are losing concentration. 2021, if you are going to walk in dominion, learn to be persistent. But in your persistency, stick to the vision. Stick to the vision. Keep your gaze on the vision. Don't be distracted by many things. You can be distracted. Keep your gaze on the focus. What are you doing for long? Persistence. Stay at it. I want you to look at somebody and tell the person be persistent. Open your mouth and say be persistent. Before I give you the last key and then we pray. Persistent. The ability to stick to something. Stick to prayer. I've been praying since I got born again. And that's what I've been doing. I've been doing it. Whether I feel good or not, I've been doing it. I've never diverted to become a motivational speaker. That is not my calling. I cannot do it. And that's what I know how to do best. I've never changed my mind on it. I've stuck to it and I've been doing it. I've lived from it. I've gained ground from the same thing. Stick to it. What are you doing in the church? Stick to it. Don't be swayed away. There is a difference between the cassava tree and the cocoa tree. When you put cassava on the ground, you need only six months. You'll get cassava. But when you put cocoa in there, you need at least five years. But when you have as a cassava, that is the end. You can never have the cassava back again. But with the cocoa, after five years, you keep on reaping and reaping and reaping. What has God called you to do? We are different. Some people are running cassava business. Others are running cocoa business. Some people are running cassava ministry. Others are running cocoa ministry. What are you running? Get to know. I've been preaching all this all until recently. It's stuck on me. What is your assignment? Because when it is about preaching, everybody is preaching. When it's about church, everybody's doing church. What is your assignment in the church? What is your assignment in the preaching? Stick to it. Stick to it. Don't be fooled and don't be swayed away. Hallelujah. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Tell somebody, stick to it. Come on, open your mouth. Say, stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. Stick to it. And the last thing I want to talk about now is have faith. Go to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Have faith. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, have faith. Have faith. Have faith. Faithless men can never dominate. If you are a man without faith, you can never have dominion. You can never have dominion if you are a man without faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Have faith. 
and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Listen, faith is the force that clears obstacles. There are fiery darts that the wicked is throwing at us. There are arrows. There are darts that Satan is throwing. He will throw it to your mind. He will throw it to your heart. Lose your hands. He will throw it to you. You lose your faith. How many of you watch boxing? In the boxing, there is a rule. And your opponent is targeting only one place. You see, the target is your face. But you punch other places. So that when you drop your guard, he will land it on your face. Uh, when you throw the punch into the stomach, you don't get point. When you hit the arm, you don't get point. But one of the strategies of the boxer is that he will try to punch other places for you so that you can drop your guard. Because in boxing, everybody tries to protect their face. And when you are able to land the punch on the head or on the face of your opponent, the judges will mark you. They'll give you marks. Uh, they will take you right. And so, the opponent will be boxing this side and boxing that side so that you can drop your guard. And once you drop your guard, he will land it on your face. And when they land it on your face, if you don't take time, you will daze and you will go down Satan is not after your car. Uh, he's not after your house. He's not after your children. He's after your faith. But he knows that there is a part of you that is connected to the things that you have. So what he will do is that he will go after the things you will have. Once he goes after the things you have, he knows that you're going to drop your guard. Immediately you drop your guard, you lose your faith. And that is what the Bible says take it upon you because it is a shield it protects us it is a shield it got us it is a shield it prevents arrows from hitting at us i pray for you today in the name of the lord jesus that may you put on the shield of faith we quench every arrow we quench every dart of the wicked the dart of death the dart of frustration the dart of depression the dart of death the dart of backwardness the dart of stagnation we quench those arrows in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and give Jesus praise. Hebrews 32 verse 34. Hebrews 11 sorry. Hebrews 11 from verse 32. Look at another scripture. Look at someone and tell the person how faith. Aha. Hebrews 11 verse 32. And what shall I say? What shall I say? For the time would not, for the time would fail me to time tell of will Gideon. Fail me to talk about Gideon and of Barak and about Barak and of Samson and Samson and of Japheth and Japheth of Jephthah and of Jephthah of David of David and of Samuel of Samuel of the prophets. Listen, these are people that have evidence of walking with God in faith. These are men. Who was David, a young man at the backside of the desert? God lifted him. He was dejected to the point that when the prophet came to the house, his father forgot that he existed. You are sitting down feeling depressed. Nobody minds me. Nobody respects me. I have a word from the Lord for you. For God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Stop looking down upon yourself. Stop pressing yourself down. Have some faith in yourself and what God has called you to do. Listen, if you have no faith in your vision, nobody will have faith in it. As a matter of fact, if you don't believe in your vision, nobody will believe in it. The product you are selling, if you don't believe in it, nobody will believe in it. I believe in the vision of the flame house. I believe in the vision of the church. I believe in what God has called us to do. And that is why I will preach like I preach. I will pray like I pray. I don't care what is going on. I don't care what you think about me. I believe in the vision. Write it down and make it plain. Though it tarries, it shall surely come to pass. Stay on the verse 32. Stay on the verse 32. 
Because that's why I'm closing up. Do you understand? What shall I say? He said, time will fail me. I can't talk about Gideon. Embarrassed. Gideon was the man that said, I'm from that tribe where even the poor calls us poor. The poor people look at us and they call us poor. Who? You are a poor man. That's what he said. The angel said to him, Oh, mighty man of valor. How can I be a mighty man? I'm from the least of the least. But his name appeared in the heroes of faith. Because he operated with faith. Listen. If you can endure and have faith. Faith is not what you say. But faith is what you say and what you do. He said, time will fail me. I can't talk about something. Chapter David, Samuel, and the prophet. Verse 33. What did they do? Verse 33. Who through faith. Through faith. Subdued kingdom. They subdued kingdoms. Wrought righteousness. They subdued kingdom. There is a kingdom in your house. There is a kingdom in your father's house. There is a kingdom in your mother's house. There is a kingdom in this nation. I pray today in the name of Jesus. May you subdue those kingdoms. By your faith. They subdue kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtain the promises. And they stop the mouth of liars. We stop the mouth of witches. We stop the mouth of wizards. We stop the mouth of warlords. We stop the mouth of orcs. We stop the mouth of necromancers. We stop the mouth of sorcerers. We stop the mouth of evil men. We stop the mouth. Are a stopper, your faith is a stopper. I say you are a stopper. I said you are a stopper. You are a stopper. Who to faith? There is a promise. I heard the story of Amy Sin from across in 1921. She wanted to build an auditorium. And that auditorium was going to be the biggest auditorium at that time. In early, they called it the Angelic Temple. After they had the land, she called the builders. And they said, listen, this architect, I want to build this. Very big. But I have only $5,000. What can you do? They told her that the $5,000, they can give the home. You are sitting, you want to go to medical school. You ask of them. And you are told that you are paying about 25,000. You want me to sell my son. They told her, he said, Madam, and this is a woman. I say a woman because the culture does not hold women in that regard. They told her that he can only give the whole. In 1923, two years after, the woman raised cash and built the biggest auditorium in the entire world in those days. Faith. You can do something. You can do something. You can do something by faith. When you leave these grounds tonight, you can start a company by faith. When you leave here tonight, you can start something by faith. You can start something. Stop sitting down and waiting for God. You've waited enough. It's okay. You've prayed enough. It's okay. You've done a lot of fasting and fasting and fasting and fasting. Every day I'm going to wait upon the Lord. I'm going to the mountain to wait upon the Lord. You have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Brother, it is now time to take action. This is no more the time of waiting. It is now time to take action. I hear in my spirit, we are in the latter days. Isaiah chapter 2, he said in the latter days, the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above the hills and the valley, and the house of the Lord shall be exalted, and nations shall flow into it. We are in the latter days. I hear in my spirit in the latter days, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. We are in the latter days. God wants you to rise up. We are in the latter days. God wants you to do something. We are in the latter days. God wants you to take action. We are in the latter days. 
are clapping, clap well. Have faith. Tell somebody, have faith. Tell somebody, have faith. Satan will mount pressure on you. He will give you 1,000 reasons why you must stop this. He will tell you 1,000 reasons why you must stop. A friend of mine started a church and stopped and stopped. I called him. I said, if he stop again, you will be stopping and be stopping and be stopping. I said, if he stops you once, he can stop you again. So you better stop stopping and keep on keeping on. And I'm speaking to somebody here. You better stop stopping and keep on keeping on. And I'm speaking to someone here. You are leaving this ground here today. I'm putting an injection in your spirit. I'm putting an injection in your body. What God has put on your hands, it will prosper. It will grow. It will take shape. You will not bow out. You will not bow down. In the name of Jesus, receive grace. We believe you've been blessed by this message. Thank you for listening. For further details, call 020-403-8468, 020-403-8468, or 055-8629-673, 055-8629-673.